communication, misunderstandings, resentment. Let's get into all of it. Welcome back to the Anxious Therapist Podcast, a safe space where we believe vulnerability is the key to happiness. A couple days ago, I hopped on live in our Facebook page, the Anxious Therapist Podcast. You can search it and join there. And we got to chatting and I was doing some oversharing as I like to do. The conversation of expectations, boundaries, communication, and resentments came up. And I thought we would dedicate an entire pod episode to it. We've talked about boundaries. We've talked about communication. We've talked about resentments. Let's put them all together today, wrap them in a little bow, and identify some problematic areas in your relationship so that we can make positive changes. This is not an easy conversation to have. This requires a ton of insight and self-reflection. Being able to say, oh, I do that. Or I am also engaging in unhealthy patterns. Listen, I would love to sit here and tell you that your partner or your coworker or your friends or your family, that they're the problem, right? However, when it comes to our relationships, it's a dynamic and that requires both of us. So do they probably also engage in some problematic patterns? Absolutely. But today, we're here to focus on what we can control, and that is our behavior, our thoughts, our actions. So buckle up, humble yourself, and let's get into it. One of the biggest sources of struggle in any relationship dynamic comes from expectations right? Somebody has written the script in their brain and then the other person doesn't follow the script. They do things differently. And because we had that script made up, we had those expectations, it creates tension. And it might not be like some knockdown, drag out, yelling, you know, fight, but it can lead to resentments. So I always like to give you concrete examples of this. And Derek and I were having a really deep, you know, difficult to have conversation over the weekend where he admitted to me that he feels frustrated when we're having family time. You know, me, him, and Lars will all be hanging out and I will get up and start cleaning something. And he immediately says, I know that what you're doing benefits me and I am so grateful. I appreciate you doing that, right? Like, because I'll get up and start emptying the dishwasher or cleaning up from lunch or I'll run the vacuum quick, right? So he's like, I get that that benefits me when you're doing the laundry or you're cleaning up the house. You know, I get to now live in a clean environment and enjoy the benefits of you doing that labor. He said, but it frustrates me because to me, that can wait. There is no reason why when we're enjoying family time, you need to get up and do that. And I replied, wow, thank you so much for telling me that because I had no idea you felt that way. 
you know, because I'll be emptying the dishwasher and I'll tell Lars, go play with Dada. Mama's emptying the dishwasher right now. And that drives him bonkers because that is not high on his priority list. He's like, babe, we can unload the dishwasher when he goes to bed. Like you don't need to be doing that right now. Right. So we've, we're talking about it. We're engaging. And I said, well, the reason why I do that is a lot of times that cleaning, that changing the laundry, that, you know, wiping the counters, it's like a form of respite for me. It's like a little break from being a mom and a wife. And it's like a mindless activity I can engage in for just a couple minutes to recenter and ground myself. Okay. Cause like, this is a topic for a different day, but I don't always love playing with my child. He's 14 months old, into everything, but jumps from like one activity to the next. He's running all over. I'm chasing him. It's chaotic. And I don't always love sitting on the floor playing with him. And I'm not afraid to admit that, but we'll get more into that at a different time. And so I'm, I'm telling Derek this, right? I'm saying, yeah, sometimes I just feel like I need a break. And so I'll get up and do something else productive that serves our family and you let you guys play. And he said, I know why you do it. He said, I know that's why you do it. It just frustrates me. And so we had this dialogue back and forth about how do we resolve this? And we still don't really have a game plan, right? Because I'm still going to look for that break in those you know small opportunities I have to check out and do something mindless so that I can kind of reset myself and he's going to still feel frustrated by it. So we're communicating about it, but we haven't resolved it yet. But look at what was at the core of that situation. My expectations versus his. My expectations were, hey, he's just chilling. He's hanging out, playing with Lars. Let me let them do their thing while I go get some stuff done that also serves our family, but gives me a little moment too. And in his brain, he's like, what are you doing? This is not important. I am frustrated that you're, you know, giving up family time to go take care of something that we could easily do later. And so we're clashing heads. We're having major mood shifts. Like, I would get done cleaning something, return to playing, and I could feel Derek's mood had shifted. And I'd ask him what's wrong, and of course he'd say nothing, you know, because he's not trying to tell me, like, hey, I'm mad at you for cleaning our house. Thanks for taking care of our house. And, you know, like, to him that sounds silly, right? To be, like, ungrateful. But those are his feelings, and they're valid, and I understand from his perspective why he would feel that way. But our varying expectations of a situation was making everyday living difficult and causing us challenges. So now my husband resents me for doing household tasks and I am building this resentment for being the only one who does household tasks and then my husband seems ungrateful for it. That is where the lack of communication gets us in trouble. When we're afraid to say to the people in our lives how we're truly feeling. Think about this in the dynamic at your work, right? If you feel like you're overworked and underpaid and underappreciated, how excited are you going to be to show up 
as your best self and give 110% at work every day, right? You are building resentments because you're like, why do I do all of this extra work when I'm not getting paid for it? And so there is a difference in expectation because your job it expects you to show up and do that thing and be grateful with your paycheck. And you're saying, this isn't enough for me. And so whether that looks like having a conversation with your manager or your boss or, you know, the higher ups to advocate for yourself, something has to shift when you have expectations that are not aligned in a relationship dynamic with the other person, it is going to cause conflict. It is going to build resentments. And those resentments are at the root of burnout, of being passive aggressive, of bigger issues down the road. So Thinking about this in your friendships, in your romantic relationships, if you are the friend that everybody else always comes to for advice, but you're not having that be reciprocated, like when you reach out and ask for help, nobody shows up for you, right? Like those are expectations that you have and that need to be communicated so that people have an opportunity to meet those needs. If people don't know your expectations, there is going to be this barrier. Like I did not clearly communicate with Derek that I need breaks throughout the day to go do something else, a different task. Because one, cleaning up and organizing our environment improves my mental health immensely, right? Like taking five minutes to clean up our lunch and wipe the counters and get the house like kind of reset so that it doesn't all just pile up till the end of the day when I'm absolutely dead and just want to relax. That helps me immensely, but I've never explicitly said that to him. So then there he is going, okay, we're sitting here having family time and you're getting up it to clean the house. Like that's so fucking stupid. Just be present with us. And so that simple, basic lack of communication was causing these issues. This happens in so many aspects of your life. My question to you is, are you willing to look at that? Are you willing to dig in and say, what, where are my expectations, right? Do you feel like, you know, your friends aren't showing up in the way that you need them to? Well, have you communicated your expectation? Have you asked them to be around more often, to check in more often? Well, I shouldn't have to. If they, if they really cared about me, they would. I check in on them. No. We are unique individuals with different life experiences. And it is okay that they don't handle a situation the same way that you do. We aren't clones of one another right? I'm not nearly as thoughtful as most of my friends. Like they will be shopping and out and about and see something that reminds them of me and pick it up and send it to me and, you know, do all of these nice things. And they reach out more often than I do. Does that mean I'm a bad friend? No. Unless they tell me, Hey, it doesn't seem like you check in very often. And I wish you would, I'd like to hear from you more, right? Then they're giving me an opportunity to meet that expectation. But if it's not being verbalized, I'm over here living my life thinking things are good. There's these posts that are always circulating about like, have a baby and you'll find out who your friends are. 
I don't agree with that. I think that our expectations are a little unrealistic and inappropriate when it comes to seasonal life changes. So when I had a baby, I didn't expect that my friends who maybe don't have kids yet or don't want kids or who have kids who are five, six years older than mine, like I didn't expect them to be showing up all the time and wanting to hang out with my baby and buying gifts and, you know, making plans to do things with us. Like I didn't expect that because we're in a totally different stage of life and that's okay. I'm going to let you be in your season of life. I don't expect you to show up for me differently now just because I had a kid, right? Like we didn't even hang out all that much before and now you're going to be mad and, you know, like say, oh, you find out who your friends are? Like, yeah, they're probably still like going to the clubs and, you know, partying on Saturday nights and you're home with a baby. It's going to be different now. Let your friends, let your family be in a different season of life. It's okay. Your expectations are what's bringing down that relationship. So this is where you have to dig in and say, wait, where might I be at the source of the problem when it comes to this? Because I have expectations that have not been communicated, yet I'm waiting for them to be fulfilled. It doesn't make sense. And... It's causing issues that don't need to be a thing if only you were willing to communicate more effectively. I genuinely hope that you are willing to do that deep dive, right? Like evaluate your life and your relationships. The greatest place to begin with this is to say where am I unhappy in various relationships that I engage in and what expectations do I have that are not being fulfilled have I communicated them have I presented the other person with an opportunity to fulfill those expectations or tell me why they're not capable of fulfilling those expectations Communication falls on us. We do not get to just wait for the other person to resolve it. We are an active participant in this relationship dynamic and we need to start acting like it. <laughs>